What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Now entering Nerdist.com. abbreviated session of Will You Accept This Rose? My name is Arda Marine, coming to you from the echo chamber of uh, a loft in Atlanta, Georgia. And on the phone with me, I have a woman who is so loyal to the Bachelor franchise and so loyal to this podcast that she was willing to take the hit again to watch a season that she's already seen to help me understand who the fuck is Ari? I need to know who this next bachelor is. Ladies and gentlemen, Paget Brewster's rival and my one of my very best friends, rival Lori. Hello. Hi Arden. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Oh my god. This is really exciting. Now, I'm super happy. I feel like Lori, I feel like you are it's almost like I have you're like my Gandalf. Like you're like my I feel like you've been sort of walking me through this franchise and um, before we get going, so this, these, we're going to do just like three podcasts right now where we're going to basically, we're watching this season, season eight, Emily Maynard season. Before we get going, um, I just want to do a little housekeeping up top. Lori, what is your Twitter handle? Where can people find you? Oh, thank you. Um, 
I believe it's uh, (laughs) (laughs) batch underscore Lori. (laughs) Batch underscore Lori. I I think so. Uh, Clearly, I have uh, 20 followers, so I was was, uh, not prepared to to reveal the Twitter handle, but that that would be great. And and people follow me on that handle now and before and so i will also do a few upcoming things i will be at hyenas in dallas on december 1st and 2nd and more than anything now Lori, you were at outside lands with us oh my god yes okay before we let's before we get into we're going to break down the first three episodes on this podcast of emily season before we get going tell me your just overall you are a gay lady who was ready to run away with Dean. Is that correct? I am. Yeah. I am 100% ready to run away with Dean. And it's okay with my wife. So You know, uh, I think if you could make that happen, I feel like your wife should just be flattered. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, it's, it got a little bit out of control. I kept... Um, I kept adding him on on Twitter, you know, tagging him, and yeah. then I thought, you know, this is getting slightly, I know. slightly creepy. Uh, so yeah, I backed off Dean, but I do think he's a dreamboat. Now, overall, what was your impression of all the guys while we were there? Did you love Alex as much as I love Alex? Yeah, no, I, I didn't talk to Alex too much, but I thought he seemed like a really cool guy. I talked to his friend um, Valentino, Valentino, very, very briefly, and they seemed like. Really cool guys. Did you talk to Ben Z about his dog? You know, I actually made out with his dog. <laughs> um, but yeah, I talked to Ben Z very briefly and he seemed like a honey. And can we just talk about Ben Z and why was he not a hot commodity in paradise? I honestly, I honestly don't know because he was, I mean, I, I've said this before on the podcast, he's so fucking handsome in person. And, and it's really remarkable. I thought that was all sort of a crock of shit that people are, are better looking in person. He is so good looking in person. No, honestly, like I've met a lot of actors and like, you know, I am an actor. I've worked with a lot of actors and, and these bachelor contestants are so much fucking better looking. It's insane. Um, okay, so here's the exciting thing for our fans, and we missed you guys. Can I just say, I hope you guys, it's been a tough fall. I felt like everybody needed a little bit of fun, because this has been, boy, man, this has been no joke, the fall of 2017 for for the planet. So what, I, as a little present, and, and by the way, New York, I hear you. I'm not ignoring you. We haven't gotten an offer from New York, but but I will make it happen at some point, so I don't want you to feel ignored, New York. We have an offer for something. It's I'm not I can't say what it is. It's in San Francisco again, but this time the tickets are like twenty bucks or twenty five dollars. It's at the end of January. Here's my question to you because they don't have as much money as like outside lands, which could bring a lot of the guys. Who first of all, how many of you would come to a live podcast in San Francisco? Because the more of you that come, the more guys we can get. And who would be most likely tweet to me? Um, or email us at rosepodcast at gmail.com. Who, would, who are your top picks from the Bachelor Nation that would make you want to come? In my mind, I feel like Peter would be top dog. Like, if we could get Peter, I don't know if he would come. I feel like Peter would be a really exciting guest. What do you think, Lori? Yeah, I think Peter would be popular. I actually think Wells would be fairly popular because Wells has 
uh, quite a following on yeah. social media, and Peter's relatively new to it. I think he just joined Twitter or just became active on Twitter. Yeah. So it, it's hard to say. I feel like Dean, Dean, I know people are now mad at Dean, but I feel like he's trying to rehabilitate himself with his podcast. Is it up yet? Yeah. Have you heard it? Of course I've heard it, Arjun. How is it? <laughs> it's, you know, it's okay. Um, I prefer sort of the Bachelor-related topics, but he's also going into dating, and he'll have some, I don't know, some therapists call in. Um, but I really appreciate it when uh, he had Rachel. Oh, and he did? And Brian uh, this past week. He did? Podcast. How he was did. it? It was pretty good. I mean, it was, it was fairly bland, but they were very cordial to one another and they just talked about their relationship and it seemed like you know they uh, they have made up so um it's, it's all right you know the, the podcast is okay but dean can do no wrong so i listen to it <laughs> <laughs> okay so we're gonna get going on right now okay here's the fun for me of watching season eight of the bachelorette so i i this is so far removed i didn't start till caitlin season so not only do I not know anything about Emily Maynard? I don't know any, I didn't, I don't know anything about Sean Lowe. Like, I don't know anything about any of these guys. So just here's my overall takeaway. Um, and then, I'll, so Emily, overall takeaway is, it feels like it was like 10 years ago and not just five years ago. Like, like, and then by the way, just to reiterate, we're watching this to figure out who the fuck is Ari. Like, who the fuck is our new bachelor? So it feels like it was like 10 years ago. I do see how far we've come in society, at least like, there was one black guy. Like, it's everybody's white. There's a couple of Latino guys. <laughs> like, it's really white. The guys all say the phrase girl instead of woman. Um, there's a lot of boot-cut jeans and, like, soul patches. <laughs> like, it's a, yeah. um, like, just, as, just the, ov- that's just sort of the overall gist of it. I was like, that's, it feels like longer ago. Do you agree with that? Yeah, no, it absolutely feels so long ago, but... Um, here's an interesting little uh, nugget is that right at this time, ABC was sued by two African-American men. Um, they, they had a racial discrimination lawsuit was filed against The Bachelor right as the season was premiering. I see. So there had been around 200 contestants up to that point and only two African-Americans on the show. What? This was... What? This is right, yeah, this is right when a racial discrimination lawsuit was filed against the wow. at the beginning of Emily's season. Wow. Um, yeah, and, and, and there were a lot of lawsuits at this time. Reality Steve was getting sued by uh, oh. ABC. For what? Um, and so this is, it's interesting that you noted that because it was incredibly white. And still, you know, with the exception of this past season, is is a very white show. Um and, uh, but, but this, I think they made more of an effort after this season to try to recruit, um, varying cast members. Well, this was an interesting season. Cause again, I didn't know, I knew nothing about Emily. So if you, if you guys haven't watched it, here's, so basically it's this lady named Emily Maynard. She's 26. She appears to have, she's a, she's a single mom who has like the world's worst story, but it's also like the greatest backstory for a bachelor. It's like, she couldn't be sweeter. She was engaged, I'm going to imagine when she was pretty young, to this guy who was a race car driver who died in a plane crash, which is fucking awful. And then she found out, like, 
four days after he died that she was pregnant with his baby and his name was Ricky and she named this little girl Ricky. So you actually have, so this season she's from, she's a Southern belle. She is from Charlotte, North Carolina. And rather than be up in like Malibu where Lori and I got kicked out by the white Land Rover, she it actually take the mansion is in Charlotte and like her kid is around and she really seems like she's on a mission. She legitimately feels like she's looking for a husband. Like I will say that. Oh, hell yeah. You know, they filmed in North Carolina for these first few episodes. So she didn't have to take her daughter out of school for, for such a long time. But you know, Emily was finally the princess for ABC. And I use that word reluctantly because I'm not a fan of princesses or the word princess, but she met a certain demographic that I'm sure the executives were salivating over. You yeah. Know, you have that whole backstory. Oh my God. She's traditionally beautiful. She's sweet as molasses. Yeah. I mean, could it get any more storybook? No, it you really, know? I, it really, I was telling somebody who also watches the show, but had a watch. I was telling someone about her backstory and they were like, wow. Like, first of all, it's that poor girl. And, it's the greatest backstory. Like, it's the worst story ever. And, and like, so this sweet kid who seems like a really nice little girl, it's also, like, none of the complications of growing up. Like, she, she didn't know her. You know, it's like, it truly is a Disney princess. Like, Bambi. Like, it's fully just, it is. It's, it's like they built it in a lab. Excited for you because I I remember when this season came out I was not excited I thought Emily was a bit too perfect and boring for me um, you know she's not my type whatsoever but she's a sweet God fearing woman she's so she nice wants a husband and this turned out to be a terrific season well I have to say even though it is the whitest group. It's a nice group of guys. She actually has a pretty great group of guys. Like the guys, when you compare it, and again, it shows you this is before, I would imagine, I don't know when Instagram it was born, but like it, you don't feel like somebody's coming on to get more Instagram. I don't think it existed when this film, they probably filmed it in 2011. It probably didn't exist then. So it really felt like, yeah, you have a certain type of guy that's going to go on The Bachelor, but but it, it didn't feel like... Like, it's interesting, you know, now that I'm so deep in it, none of these guys, except for Sean Lowe, I didn't recognize any of these guys. And, like, so it's not like they've all are still so deep in The Bachelor. It's now so incestuous, The Bachelor Nation, and they all just, like, Instagram with each other and hang out and go to events. Like, I don't know these guys. And that's kind of – it feels like I'm watching, like, Bachelor Canada. (laughs) Yeah. No, it definitely was before that phenomenon, for sure. Um, okay, so let's get started. And I will say this. Like, I, the fashions alone, the male fashions. I will say she she looks like she could be a contestant now. But it, what's surprising is her outfits, they really have her – I mean, she's so beautiful. But they have her in kind of, like, very chaste. It's like hot suburban mom outfits and then, like, princess gowns. But so, but she, but she looks fairly contemporary. She's got the blowout. She's got the like, you know, she's got the dry bar curls. But the dudes all look like they came out of like a Blink One Eighty Two video. <laughs> like, just it's so dated. It looks so dated. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know much about 
much about fashion, but I, but I, you know, all I know is from uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, and I'll say that she seems like a pageant girl, yeah, and that the the guys have um, adorned jean pockets. I don't even know what that's called. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, their pockets are adorned, and they have bootcut jeans, and they have a lot of shiny gel in their hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's faux hawk. There's a faux hawk. Yeah. The guy, the guy who's like the DJ from North, from New Jersey who does like the robot. He's like a full, he looks like he works on like a booze cruise. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, tell us before we get going, what was the deal with Brad, the guy that, so she won, she won the season with a guy named Brad Womack? Yeah, yeah. Um, so Brad, so he was, um, when, when Emily was on his season, it was the second time that he was the best. Oh, He's and people hate repeat. him. People hate him. He's the only repeat bachelor, and he was smitten with Emily from the get-go. You know, I think he was looking for that perfect woman, and they fizzled out very quickly. It seemed to me that Brad had some serious anger and rage issues. <laughs> That's not good. That's a real red flag. I can't, there's a lot of things I can roll with. I can't roll with a temper. I mean, see you when it want to be you. You should have looked at, you should have seen that uh, after the final rose. It might be worth uh, YouTubing because I, after the final rose, he looked like he was just going to, to jump up on the couch. He was so angry. <laughs> and I think. At what? At her? Angry at her? Okay, okay. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. Um, okay, so so even just watching it's even fun just to look at Chris Harrison's hair. Like when Chris Harrison appears and I don't know, he's he's it's still like Chris Harrison, but he's almost like a president you know how a president ages like seventeen years and like a four year term, you know, like Chris Chris Harrison, I don't know if he was still married at this point or but he looked a lot fresher in twenty twelve. Like he, he looked boyish almost. <laughs> Yeah, he sure did. It made me uh, start looking at my old photographs from 2012, remembering whether I had aged. I was just looking at a photo. I somehow just saw a photo of myself from 10 years ago. And in my mind, I look at it, and I'm like, I think I look the same. But somebody else saw it and goes, oh, you were a baby then. And I think, what the fuck do I look like now? Like, what do I look like? Don't say that. Because I just. (laughs) Dude, thank you so much, Miss Lurie. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, okay, so then, so but Chris Harrison, so, and what's also interesting is he has to, like, it, it's, and again, it's very strange that, can we just say out loud, it's so strange that ABC had to go back five fucking years. I mean, this was a long time to go back, to pluck your bachelor from this far back. Like, this guy, Ari, better be pretty great, because, because you yeah. really, this is a, watching it, this is a, Half of a decade, like it's a, it, and in bachelor years, that's seventy-eight years. You know, like this is a long arm reach back to collect from the pool. It's true, and it's because Peter gave them the stiff arm. I know. Too hesitant. But here's the thing, though. Ari was so popular that I am thrilled. I think you're going to love Ari in this season. I know he's received a fair amount of criticism over the past few months. But I, I've been waiting for Ari to be The Bachelor for such a long time that I, I could not be more excited. Well, and your, your wife, when it came out, she goes, oh, the sexy. And she doesn't even watch the show. And she just remembered him as the sexy one. Yeah, she guessed it. I said, guess who's the – you'll never guess. And she guessed him. And she said he was the one true romantic 
that was never a bachelor lead. Well, I'm going to say, watching it, I'm going to say, I have read some of the bad things about him, and I have read some of the stuff, but then I'm watching it, and I'm like, he's kind of adorable. Like, I did not want to like him, and I'm three episodes in, and I'm like, he's pretty cute. Like, I'm... Now, I don't know what kind of a dirty dog... I think a lot of them can become dirty dogs when they get out into the general public and they have just a tsunami of poon coming their way. (laughs) I think that could alter any number of guys in a bad way. But, like, on the show, it's like, oh, I don't want – I'm liking him. I'm liking him. All right, so here we are. not like him. And here's the thing. Maybe Ari is just a passionate – sensual guy. Maybe he's just a lover, right? So it makes sense that he's had lots of ladies. Apparently Courtney Robertson, who ended up as the final pick for Ben uh, Flanick's season, she ended up dating Ari and she was sort of this you know, she was uh, the the tempstress. That's how she was edited on on his season, which is ridiculous. But she said that Ari was the best lover she had ever had. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, he's just a sensual dude, so Okay, so we're starting out in Charlotte, North Carolina. We and we're in this crazy southern mansion that is like has chintz, and there's like, and like the kids around. Like the kid is on camera. Does Emily? She like I'm like, does she have a job? Like, how does she afford to live in her mansion? And I'm I worried for her safety because they show her house and shit. I'm like, wow, you're like this is where I live. Like I I worried for her safety, but anyway. Um, so the first guy we meet, he he it turns out to be the villain of the season. Or I guess maybe we, his name is Kalen, and he looks like he has a nose job. And he and yeah. he I guess he actually, you know, maybe he was the last. He flew in, in a helicopter and he's like he grew up with a single mom. He looks like he has a nose job. He's from Texas. And let's just talk about Kalen for a second. What uh, the guys hate him immediately, and I'm like, oh, they're just jealous. And then watching him, he – I guess we'll have to do it sort of like Paradise where maybe we talk about guy by guy. But at the very end of the third episode, they're chatting, and he, and she's trying to have a conversation with him. And she's sort of a lovely lady, and she, and he's been talking and talking at her. And she, like, asked a question, and he was like – and he and he said the phrase um, – what did he say? I love it when you talk, but I wish you would let me finish. It was like, oh, what a dick. What I mean, a dick. Such a dick. And she hated that. Uh, did you see her reaction after that? Yes. She was, and, and, and rightfully so, she was, you know, uh, sucking her lips after that. And she, I loved her comment where she said, I like tall, skinny, and funny, but not tall, skinny, and condescending. Yeah. She's yeah. she's a good girl. And I want to say one of the things I like about her, and I think because she does have a kid and she actually seems really invested, she gets right to it and has real conversations and is actually very practical. And, like, what would this look like? Like, you know how a lot of a lot of the conversations in other seasons of The Bachelor where people are like, I don't know, and it's just this vague, like, you're too good to be true, but there's nothing real or concrete of, like, I live in whatever. I live in Texas. How would how would this work? Like, she gets right to it. Like, because, like how would this work? What do you do? Like, she's not messing around, and I, and I, I appreciate that. I do, too. You know, let me ask you a question because, you know, you're from L.A. Yeah. Why... So is Ka- is Kalen making out with a tub of Vaseline every morning? Why is his face so shiny? I, I, I honestly. 
honestly look at him. I think he had rhinoplasty. He looks like he has a nose job. Like, I think his face has had, I think he's had things maybe gotten to like a car accident or maybe like, I think he's altered his appearance in a way. Yeah. You know, when you see some of those like real housewife type ladies, who's like, who had done so many things to their face that it acquires a shine. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know if it was some sort of facial treatment or I I don't know. He's he's intolerable. Oh my God. He's so awful. So then we meet a guy named Ryan who is kind of hot uh, he kind of is like a McConaughey. He's from Georgia. He's an athlete. Um, uh, I guess we'll just go guy by guy. He's an athlete. He felt like, and unfortunately, I want to say, and I'm not going to talk about who won right now. Unfortunately, as I've sort of been Googling, like I, I wanted to go through it. Like I would, I don't ever read spoilers, but you can't Google anything about the season without it immediately. Like, it immediately tells you who, like I know who won. I was not trying to find out who won. And, um, uh, yeah, so that immediately happened. But, um, so Ryan shows up and he's kind of a hunky dude. He's kind of charming. Although there was a thing where she had all the guys meet her friends in the park. And, uh, he told her friends that if she got fat, that he would, he would, he would still love her, but he wouldn't love on her. And I thought no woman wants to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. No, he is. I am not a fan of Ryan. I thought his intro was really cute where he had that sign that said, you are beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nervous. But he, I think um, you'll see as the episodes go on, he is um, not my cup of tea. Okay. He, you know, he also uh, mentioned when they were making cookies that, you know, he was ready to take his, you know, essentially take his apron off and look like a man again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know when he was making those cookies that a carb hadn't entered his body in 89 days and he wants his woman to cook his cookies. It was interesting watching. So he went on a date where he had to go to her house and it was like a suburban mom date. And they like sometimes one of my, I love this show, but like the 1950s sexist, like even like this year when they did the challenge that Mila and Ashton had to vote on with like the clearing the hair out and the diapering the baby and like, it's all these old school gender stereotypes of like what a man does versus what a lady does in the house. Like, and this season, cause you know, she says like, I want a man to be the leader and to take charge in the house. It's like, I mean, all right. Yeah. I mean, she certainly, again, sort of fits that mold. She definitely is um, a very traditional Southern woman and she wants, she wants the husband to take the lead. Yeah. And I, you know, I think Ryan certainly fits that mold, but I think she's a a little bit too cerebral for Ryan and that's saying a lot. Yeah. She she wants a boss, but she'll really be the boss. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone think that he's the boss. Well, it was interesting looking at him, too. Like, so Ryan, so some people have, like, the, uh, some people have the faux hawk and stuff. Ryan, at this point, and it feels almost like 2009. Like, I feel like it doesn't even feel like 2012. It feels like 2009. He's wearing the Clooney Caesar haircut. (laughs) Do you remember, like, there was a moment in time where everybody had the Clooney Caesar. Um, Oh, I thought it was, like, I mean, his hair is so bizarre. I thought it was, like, what what was that thing called? A bump it? I thought he had to be a bump it in the back. Oh my God. So then they go, so they make cookies and she goes on a one-on-one date with him. It's the first one-on-one date. And then, and then they go to, um, 
they pull up for this place where there's dinner and they have like a like full city block of super fans and a red carpet and paparazzi outside waiting to take photos of them as they enter the restaurant, which was insane. Um, and she says, I don't want to be the prize. Um, I don't want to be the game, but I want someone to come in and be the boss. That was like, all right. Oh, yeah. And yeah, there's a little bit too much. But, again, that, that's what she's looking for. So then they go dancing. And, I, you know, I always get uncomfortable. At least was, I always get uncomfortable when they have to dance alone in front of a band. But at least there were other people. But what was fascinating, when the crowd was filming them, a lot of the crowd was filming them on Blackberries. <laughs> That. Oh, that's terrific. Well, that's not like they really went far. Like, they really must have been mad at Peter. If they're pulling somebody who's on a season where people are getting filmed with blackberries, like, that is a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I will say this about Ryan. Two, two positive things about Ryan, which might be the only positive things I say all season, is that, one, I like their little back and forth with their little southern patter about her wanting a chase. And, yeah. Know, I, like, I like their band. Yeah. And secondly, he at least has some rhythm when he's dancing, unlike Chris, who I'm sure we'll talk about. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We'll talk about Chris in one second. I want to point out what's so interesting until I think Ari. Here's what also. I feel like the guys all really want her and there's really no kissing like. Like, oh, the other thing, when everybody got out of the limo, aside from this, it wasn't as gimmicky as it normal. Like, now it's gotten so crazy with the horses and the cupcake driving up. The only thing that was weird was this guy that walked up with this fucking ostrich egg that he was going to take care of named Shelly. And, and, but, like, there was no gimmicks. Um, And and nobody's, even on the one-on-one days, like, people aren't making out with her. It wasn't until... Um, two people eventually did give her a little kiss, but I almost think they're so afraid of her. I think she's so pretty and she's a mom. It's like, I really do think she's like the Disney princess, like that the guys are actually very respectful of her. Like they feel, I think too intimidated to get at it, which I appreciate. Yeah. They're completely intimidated by her. And if they're not intimidated, then she is attracted to them. I think she likes a confident guy. Interesting. I haven't gotten that far yet. Okay, now I need to know about Sean Lowe. What's it, is he the virgin? I don't know anything about him. Is he a virgin? Or was he a virgin? So, so Sean Lowe, this is sort of uh, America's first introduction to Sean Lowe. And um, as... I don't find him hot. I don't find him hot. I know that all of her friends were like, holy moly, Sean Lowe. He must be hot in person because I, I'm like... Maybe it's also because I'm looking... I don't know. But he... Okay, sorry. Keep going. I've interrupted no, you. No, that's okay. He, he is... Um, you know, he's good-looking. At that time, he was super ripped. Um, so he had a really good body. You know, I don't think he's incredibly sexy. But he is a super religious, good boy, a born-again virgin. He's not a virgin, but he was a born-again virgin. And, um, and he... Uh, well, I don't know how if I should reveal a spoiler, but you know, uh, a lot has changed for Sean over the, the past. Oh, you years. can you can reveal it. What what what's changed? Okay. Well, no, I mean, so now, so he ended up starring as The Bachelor yeah. after this season. Yeah, and he was the only Bachelor um, to uh, propose to the woman that he ended up marrying, and now they have a kid, and now he 
uh, you know, he tweets jokes about his son and eating pizza and ice cream late at night. So I like dad joke, Sean. Uh, but he was very, a very mild mannered, uh, respectful guy on Emily's season. And, you know, I thought they were a perfect match. Okay. But she, but she likes a little more pepper in her pot. She likes a little more. You know, I I guess that's, that was revealed on this season, but um, I thought they were they were a terrific match. But he found his match, and they are very happy. So that's and he's funny. good friends with Ari, right? I mean, the whole reason we're doing this is for Ari. So he likes Ari. Yeah. So he's a good friend with Ari, um, and also um, John Wolfner, who <laughs> the wolf, the wolf, very tight. Yeah, the data destruction specialist, which I'm so confused about. Wait a minute. He's a data destruction specialist. Yeah, that was his title. Wow. So I think he just pushes the delete button. <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay, because I don't know that much about the wolf yet. Does he get more airtime later? N- not really. Okay, not really. okay. But I did appreciate his comment about uh, Kalen and his Louis Vuitton. Oh, my God. Here, oh, my God, which is, if you have Louis Vuitton luggage and you're a dude, you're an asshole. That was from the wolf. <laughs> Dude, I also love it here. So, so this was so early on. And I, tell me, I'm like, I feel like I've fully lost my marbles. Did I say this out loud that it was so long ago? Not only were there blackberries, but each each date card, Chris Harrison has to explain the rules. Like it's so much now. He just figures that everybody knows it, but you see people having to pack their suitcase and leave it by the door when they go on the one on one date in case they get a limit. Like it's it's so laid out what the rules are in a way that's changed. And a lot of them get sent home in a cab. <laughs> oh, interesting. You know, I had not noticed that. So there was a guy named Alejandro. Was Alejandro the one that basically was like, like, I'm a roamer. You're a compromise. I don't want to have a kid. And she sent him packing and they put him in like a yellow cab. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was Alessandro. Alessandro. There is an Alessandro, but that was Alessandro, yeah. So he, he said he couldn't even keep a pet because he's a gypsy. Yes, he's a gypsy. Ali, Alessandro, and his hair looked like, like a Muppet. It, like his hair looked like animal from the Muppets. It's like comb straight. He looks, he looks like the drummer. From Blink One Eighty Two, like fully, it's fully that era. But like, he doesn't have the Caesar. Is like, it's like a sort of a ginger bowl that's like combed straight down and around. It's pretty amazing. So, well, you know, this is interesting. In, in Emily's uh, blog after this particular episode, when she let Alessandro go because he said that you know, essentially having Ricky in his life would be a compromise. Yeah, she wrote this this um, blog entry, and she said the rose ceremony was crazy to say the least. Alessandro's comments definitely threw me for a loop, but that wasn't even the craziest thing he said. What you all didn't get to see is that he thinks of himself as a vampire detector. No. And let me know that not only was there a vampire in the house, no. but he also had me join him in the woods, which explains my combat boots as I was walking out. I wondered about the boots. Yeah. No. 
when he took me out to his special place in the woods, I saw that he had hung crosses no. from every limb on every tree. And in that moment, I knew we were living on completely different planets. Oh my God. I do appreciate Alessandro's honesty, but maybe he should try to keep a house plan alive before we test his skills out on my daughter. Oh my God. Lori, you are a fucking dream weaver. And that's why you are the one that is going in deep on this archive with me. Wow. You're like a historian. I feel like. I am. I'm a bachelor historian. Wow. I feel like it's like Ken Burns. Like you have like all the, you have all the footage of all like the, wow. That is, Isn't that good? Oh my God. He's a vampire historian. He's a vampire detector. Why didn't they show that? Oh my God. Why didn't they? I mean, if they showed fucking Dolphin Girl being afraid of Nicolas Cage and with Nicolas Cage mask, why wouldn't you show that? Oh, it, I, I, I know. It sounds like from True Detective of like the Yellow King. Like it maybe was so fucking creepy. They just couldn't do it. Why would you? You know, you know, some fucking PA had to help him make like an Emily doll out of like chicken bones in the woods. <laughs> my god wow wow people are nuts people are absolutely nuts that is amazing wow okay a little bit off his rocker okay so then um side note i just want to say aloud just because this is about ari the way ari walked in his gimmick was he walked up in his helmet he walked up in a car helmet um i'm sorry i'm lying we met him. There was a package of him, and we met him by the speedway in his helmet. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so then, oh, my God. And then there was a guy who was a singer-songwriter that we that didn't last very long, and he, he got cut immediately. Um, his name was, let me see. I'm going to find it. His David. name, David. And he goes, he goes. He was a singer, and he's like, they just come to me. I don't mean to brag, but they just come to me. And his song was this, Emily, 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 Emily. It's like, yeah, I'm a fucking songwriter, too. Like, Laurie, 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 Laurie. I just made that up. It just came to me. I just made that up. It just comes. They they just come, and you just playing chords. Like, it wasn't even an intricate, like, oh, my God, it was amazing. he's not at all trying to further his career. Dude. I can't believe they didn't show the vampire fucking woods crossing the trees. I know. I wow. know. It's, it's really, it's really painful that they didn't show that. Um, so then Jeff shows up. Jeff shows up on a skateboard that he throws into a bush. Um, there's a guy named Stevie who's the party MC. He's got a, he's got an actual like old school like CD boom box. <laughs> He's got a CD. He's a party MC from New Jersey with a faux hawk. And so, like, not only do they have people with blackberries, he has a CD boombox. Like, why? <laughs> this is a long time ago. Yeah, that was even outdated during that season. Yeah, he uh, he's something, and he really doesn't like Kalen. Oh, my God. he's. It's interesting how even this many years back, you have the guys who get so focused on somebody else in the house that they're like, they're like a broken record. It's like, bro, like, there's 25 other people here. Like, who gives a shit if there's a guy that's like a rich douche? Like, who cares? Right. And, and don't focus on him. He can't stop. Um, so then we have, uh, oh, my God, there was a guy named Brent who had six kids. Six kids. 
the name tag, yeah. Oh, my God. That's a lot of kids. Six kids? Kid. And you're going on The Bachelor? What are you, what are you talking at? Um, okay, so then, oh, and then there was a guy who got cut who goes, she missed out on a great guy and a great body. And then he, and then he lifted up his shirt and showed, and she, like, his name was, like, Peter? Is that his name? I feel like his name was, um, uh, Jackson or something. Oh, my God. And he, like, lifted up his shirt. He was like, she missed all this, all this. Like, let me know if you missed it. It was, it was incredible. Um. So, so gross. Oh, yeah, it was Jackson. It was Jackson. I'm looking at him now. He has a shirt on in his photo that has, like, it's like a button-down shirt from, like, J.C. Penney that has, like, military epaulets. <laughs> <laughs> And this poor guy who fell on his head from a balcony is told, so there's like, they're split up into three dates and it was going to be in this very, it's like a, a, a theater sitting like 500 to a thousand, it's like a big amphitheater, like, and it, the Muppets are there. So like five guys get to dance together. Five guys are going to sing Rainbow Connection. And then five guys have to do stand up comedy, which is really hard, you know, and this poor guy named Charlie is so sweet and he was on a he was he was on a deck that collapsed under him like a year ago and he fell on his head and um he fell on his face and he was in a coma and like he had to learn how to talk again and he just freaked it was so unkind for them to assign him the stand up so he freaked the fuck out and then he was he went to her like like with like PTSD, I was like, I, I can't even, I like, I can't even speak sometimes. And she was very sweet and let him sing Rainbow Connection. I felt so badly for him. Oh my God. I completely, as you know, empathize with that in his stage. Oh my God. I totally get that. It's the worst feeling ever, ever. I, mean, I would rather, you know, I would rather have a brain injury than do stand up comedy. Dude, I did one last night that was so bad that made me, and it was, it just, the crowd just wasn't, I mean, it, it was like a 10 minute set, but it was just like, it just was the wrong crowd. It was just, and it made me go, oh, that's how, like, it, when it's, generally, it's always really fun, but when it's bad, you're like, you can't take enough showers. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel so bad for that guy. Dude. And I'm, I'm glad that he was able to do something else, but, oh, oh. horrible. And then who, I wrote down... Okay, Miss Piggy, again, is always a delight. She was really jealous. Kermit's flirting with Emily. I wrote then, was Emily the worst dancer ever? Somebody was the worst dancer ever. I don't remember who. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I don't remember, but uh, I don't think really any of them, except for our DJ friend, can really bust a move. No. And then Chris Harrison was one of the old men, and that was really painful. Um. So then she goes on a date with a guy named Joe, and she picks him up in a Bentley, and they go to the G- Creek Briar Hotel or something. The Greenbrier. The Greenbrier Hotel in West Virginia, where she's from, which is like so covered in chintz, and she's in this big, beautiful gown, and like 
like for dinner and they have like this clock that you could put love wishes in and they went swimming together and it was just not happening. It was not happening. You know, the Greenbrier is a fancy old hotel where people from uh, Apalachico, I come from that area myself, so I've been to the Greenbrier. You've been there? Oh, yeah, but Joe uh, was ready to go. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't happening. So she's very sweet and she's very articulate. I think she's actually a lovely bachelor. Like, I love me a Kate. I like one that has a little pepper in their pot. Like, Caitlin was so fun. But I do appreciate that she's at least actually seems sincerely in it and that um, she's a nice person. Like, like you can see how all these guys would fall for it. Like, aside from just being a beautiful lady, she's a really nice person. It makes me feel like I'm a different species from her. She's so, like, stereotypical female, like, Disney princess. And whenever somebody opens the door for her, she's like, thank you, sir. Like, everything's like, I always, I feel like a truck driver in comparison. She's so feminine. She, she certainly went to manor school or something. She's very poised. She's so poised. Does she have a, like, how does she? Maybe she got insurance money. I'm like, how did where how did she afford her life? I think I think Ricky's family I see. Uh, supports it. So I think that that either she I don't know if she comes from money, but I think that maybe perhaps Ricky's family came right. from money and she was living very very comfortably for a while. Yeah, I was like, that's a really nice house to have with no apparent job. Like that's pretty yeah. nice. Okay. But it's also Charlotte, so you can, you know, it's not like California where Dude. you have to show a million dollars for a one-bedroom house. Oh, my God. For, for sure. So one-bedroom house is very popular. Dude. So then, oh, my God. So then she goes back and is at the rose ceremony, and Ryan wrote her. So Ryan is the guy. He's the he's the southern one that Lori doesn't like who has the faux hawk. Um um, he wrote her a letter that he asked her to read, and and he basically he thinks he's given her the greatest gift, and he's like he's like it's like Christmas morning, like he thinks he's really like the gift of all gifts, and he's written her a seven page single space letter that she has to read out loud, and like there's this guy named Tony who's a poor guy who like like I no no he's not financially poor he's more like he's sort of a shyer he's a single dad and he worked up the nerve to go talk to her and he walked into this room and, and like before he got to talk to her ryan had handed her this letter that he wrote her and and not since ashley i wrote the letter to jared on paradise has it is the longest fuck it was literally a seven page single space like legal paper <laughs> letter that he wrote to her that she had to read out loud in front of him it was it went on and on and on and on and he and poor tony had to stand in the corner and watch it oh i know tony i mean it serves him right though for bringing that stupid slipper and asking for a princess though oh my god that was so dumb that was so dumb yeah but that that seemed really really painful to have to sit through that oh my god that was so awful well, and, you know, Tony, since, since I can, we know that he was eliminated, uh, yeah. he ended up going on to the Bachelor pad. Oh. He got really into this crazy woman. I think her name was Blakely. And he ended up proposing to her on the finale oh. of Bachelor pad. But oh. it all went downhill really, really fast. What happened? What happened? You know, I, I don't know, but she... 
you know, she seemed to, um, like she might have had some mental health challenges. <laughs> uh, and so uh, this is just my interpretation. I don't know if she really did. But um, I can imagine that she would have, uh, they would have had a very fiery relationship. And So um, she was sort so of like, now, like Jade. I'm sorry? So she was sort of like, what was her, Jade? Who was that one that was with, who was the crazy one? Oh, lace, 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 lace. Yes, she probably was even crazier than Lace, but yes, um, he was, you know, such a nice dull tool to fitness, and but they, they didn't last, but he proposed, and it was all very romantic, and two months later, you know, it all, it all blew up. Wow, that's exciting. Um, so... Then she has another one-on-one with this guy. They all kind of look alike. These guys all kind of are very similar-looking guys. So there's this guy named Chris Bukowski. He's very tall and handsome. They send her on a date with him that was so fucking scary. They went to go have dinner in downtown Charlotte, but they had to climb this building with two ropes that looked to be about a 20-story building in the middle of a lightning storm to eat on top. It was like, and it was actually like a light. It looked so fucking dangerous. And that that was really frightening. And she did it. I got to say, she just did it. I mean, like, she's, she's pretty, like, she's a nice, like, I was like, wow, I would have lost my shit. (laughs) She, yeah, she absolutely did it. And Chris is so over the moon for her. He is way too insecure for her. And, And I disagree with you. I don't see how he's handsome. And I know everybody else sees it, that Chris Bukowski is handsome. I think he looks like Sam the Eagle from the Muppets. You know what? Um, he, I agree with you. When she kept saying you're so handsome, you know what it is? It, his face, I think he's just tall. I think he's just tall. Like, I think that if you put his face, because some people are like super handsome, but they're on a shorter body. Like, I, I think mostly he probably just has stature. I see. And now, let me ask you a question. Did you paradise where Chris Bukowski showed up. I can't remember. What did he do on it? So Chris Bukowski is now known after this season. This is his peak season. Okay. He appeared on the most episodes of The Bachelor uh, or The Bachelor franchise. What? I don't even think he's been surpassed by Nick. Wait a minute. Um, I don't know anything about him. I've never heard of him. Yeah, he was on Bachelor Pad. He was, you know, um, he he got a taste of the limelight and was peak douche for his remaining appearances. Wow! And, and the last appearance on Paradise, which apparently he just completely blacked out the whole the whole episode, um, and ended up leaving Paradise. He ended up writing a major amends and wrote a heartfelt goodbye to reality television, saying that, you know, essentially he had lost himself and his soul. He was too drunk and blacked out during the last episode, and he was, you know, he was hungry for fame and that he's walking away from reality television. God, you know everything. What don't you know, Lori? The meaning of life. Okay, wait a minute. Let me ask you this about him. Um, Uh... What did he do on Paradise? Did I see that season? Did he hook up with anyone? What, which you one know, was it? I, I can't really remember. I feel like he showed up and was really drunk. Okay. And then he left the same episode. Okay. But I don't know. Maybe you watched it. 
I, I didn't see the first season. I've seen the rest of them. Maybe it was the first season. Um, I can't even I don't remember. because again, when I first started watching it, there were some people I didn't know because I hadn't watched. You know, so it could have been in the first season that I watched. I just couldn't. I just didn't know who some of them were. Um, he did say the phrase when they were about to go up the building. She looks unbelievable in a harness. <laughs> I, did, I did notice that. Yeah, it, it made me wonder a little bit about him when he said that. But he is clearly super into her. Um, but he, you know. He, he doesn't have many moves. He's got no game. I know. Zero game. Like, he wanted to kiss her when they climbed the top of it and said he high-fived her. Like, there's no, like, he should have kissed her at the top of the climb. But, um, I mean, look, I appreciate that they're all respectful and they're not, like, you know, being too pushy. I like, But, like, they all seem terrified of her. Yeah. And he, you know, I'm all for consent. Um, Me he too. Did ask he to did ask. Her at yeah. The end of the song. Yeah, which was good. He did finally. After they went and danced to a country music singer, Luke Ryan, who was singing like "I'm doing the boom boom over the moon moon," like the lyrics are amazing. <laughs> um, um. So yeah. So there was that. So then they did. They they had a kiss. It seemed like a nice date, but she didn't seem crazy train for him. No, I mean, I think she's really shocked by his age because he, even though he has a deep voice and he's quite tall, he's only 25. Yeah. And then he gets a complex about it because then it becomes sort of this theme. I'm young, but I'm a man. I see. I see. I see. Yeah. yeah. Well, the look on her face, she looked horrified. That, like, like who cares if he's a year younger? It's not that bit. But she looks in her brain, in her Disney brain of like, no, the man must be old. Like, she looked really... I mean, look, I guess if you have a kid, maybe you don't... Like, maybe you feel like somebody's 25 might not be ready. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know either. She she clearly... Well, I mean, I don't know if she's not feeling him, but um, he's a little bit too timid for her, so I the, believe. So then... And by the way, we're doing three episodes right now. So we're doing the first... So the first three episodes, they're in Charlotte. So these are the Charlotte episodes. So then they go on a group date, and the men, they think they're all playing football... And um, it's so interesting. So I'm in Atlanta right now filming, and uh, I'm filming a really fun show. It comes out next summer on Netflix. It's called Insatiable. But I'm in Atlanta filming, and I keep taking these gym classes. And the teachers, it's such a different planet, but, like, every weekend the teachers will go, the gals will go, it's football Saturday, and more important, tomorrow's football Sunday, ladies. And I'm thinking, like, wow, this is not part of my brain at all. Like... (laughs) Like, and all the ladies are like, yes, football Sunday. I got to work out. Like, what? Oh, that sounds dreamy. Dude, I'm like, where am I? But uh, anyway, so they go on a football date, and the guys are throwing around the football. And then there's a pack of moms. Her mom friends are going to grill the gang of guys. And uh, the moms are... Some of her friends are pretty funny and sassy and look so excited. Because it's a cute group of guys. And they seem very excited to grill the girls. And they, the guys showed up with the egg with the Shelly and were basically like, you got to drop that. And they were asking stuff like, have you ever cheated on a girl? Don't lie. We found out that Sean Lowe is super Christian. Um, there was a pack of kids. Ryan said, don't get fat. Um, yeah. I freaking loved this episode. And as I was watching it, I was thinking, God, I have such a different perspective watching this episode now that I have have kids. But then I realized I actually had a kid when I saw it. 
say, you know, having a six-year-old now gives me a completely different perspective. And I love the questions they were asking. I loved how she, she was testing them on their parenting skills. I thought it was, I thought it was brilliant. Oh my God! Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. And 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 I thought they were really practical. And I love the fact that at the end, where one of the moms says, "Okay, I like let's the- get back to our boring mom lives." I know they were so cute. They were so yeah. cute. I don't know why it just echoed back at me. I'm like, I hope this is recording properly. I think it is. But anyway, um, so then that happened. So then Tony freaked out because he talked to his son and he started crying. And so she sent him home in a yellow cab. And then we get to why we're all here. It's time for a one-on-one date with Ari. And they go in a private plane to Pigeon Hollow, Pigeon Hollow, Tennessee, to Dollywood. They're going to Dolly Parton's amusement park. I tried to go there once. My mom and I drove to Dollywood and it was closed. It was like, it was like the movie Vacation, like when you get to Wally World and it was closed for repairs. <laughs> we got there, it was cl- Pigeon Forge, Pigeon Hollow. I don't know. We drove from Rhode Island to Dolly. I guess we should have looked it up. But, uh, you just assume it's going to be – it was closed for repairs. It was closed for like really? for like a month. Yeah. Oh, I know. God. I've never been to Dollywood. But, you know, this made me love Emily Maynard even more. That oh, she my God. Dolly oh, my God. Dolly Parton is so freaking cool. I love Dolly. I've read Dolly Parton's book. I love Dolly Parton. Yeah, she is such a cool person. And the fact that she, Emily was surprised by Dolly Parton singing a song. Now there's a song. Forget about David. There's oh, a song that my Dolly God. Parton sang to her. Okay, so basically what happens is they get to Pigeon Hollow. And he was such a good date. Ari was, he's very grounded. He's very calming. He's very cute. He goes, we need to win something for Ricky. Like, he was just really, not in a creepy way. Like, he didn't seem like a player, but he just did it right, you know. Um, and um, they, it was just really, he was very charming with her. And then they they had to go into this theater, and there was paper for them to write, write a song. And they wrote, like, the worst song ever written. Um, but then... Out came Dolly Parton, and the look on Emily's face was so – she was, like, shaking, and she just couldn't believe that Dolly was there, and then they slow danced together, and they he was a bad dancer, but it was cute. They were cute. Like, oh, my God. It was really charming. It was really charming, and boy, can that Ari kiss. Oh, my God. So, okay, so then um, – uh, so then, yeah, they went on like this, they went on this like carousel and he just, he kisses with his hand on the hair and like the, like the hand on the face, but not in a creepy way. He is a lover. He is a real, he's got it. Yeah. And you know, and you can tell that she likes him because she gets nervous around the guys that she likes. Yeah. And he is I can't tell you when this season was airing, everybody was going apeshit over Ari's kissing. Um, he was, people were swooning over him. And he was such a good date. You're right. Um, and apparently during this episode, um, Reality Steve reported that it was on this date that Ari confessed he had dated one of the Bachelor producers uh, for over a year. 
So you remember he said that he had dated somebody with two kids? Yeah. Well, it was a Bachelor producer, and he ended up getting her pregnant, and she miscarried. <gasps> God, you know everything! <laughs> so you, you also saw that he had a little wing on his, a wing tattoo on his, um, I think his inner arm. I saw that. Apparently, he and this bachelor producer got matching tattoos that he ended up covering with that wing tattoo. So, um, but but apparently, she, you know, he had her blessing to go on the show, and she was one of the producers at that time. Um, and so they didn't. I don't think they aired it at this point. But he had confessed to Emily that um, that he knew the producer on on the show. Wow, that's really. A lot. That's a lot. Yeah. And, you know, Reality Steve at this time said that um, Ari, and you have to remember that Reality Steve can be quite bitter. Um, and he's he's a, a pessimistic dude because he's been covering this for a long time. And, of course, most of the couples don't last. But he also uh, uh, posted at that time that Ari only did The Bachelorette because his friend Cassie, his ex, promised that she would help get him to the end. That's so weird. That's yeah. so weird. Is that weird? I mean, yeah. it's just, it's like, it's weird that your ex would do that if you impregnated her. Like, like. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I don't, I want to take what Reality Steve says about Ari with a grain of salt because I want to believe that Ari's a good guy because I feel pretty convinced that he is a good guy. Well, I do feel like sometimes when these guys film, they're good guys when they film and then they get out and America's like, come sleep with me. And then maybe who, what was once an innocent guy, things happen. Yeah. I mean, I, who knows? Again, I like to, to, to believe that Ari's just a sensual dude, but also at this time, Reality, Steve revealed that Ari was sleeping with one of his good friend's girlfriends, and he did this whole post about, you know, Ari, Lion Dyke, this is your life, and that he was hooking up with four other women all under the age of 24, right before going on to The Bachelorette, and he was texting with one of them during the show. Um, again, I don't know if they, you know, he was just texting with a friend, or if I'm just being naive, um, but... But reality, Steve certainly has his crosshairs pointed at, at Ari and, and wants to, you know, wants to really make sure that he's seen as a villain. Okay. Well, I have to say, at least when he started the show, he's pretty charming. He's cute. He's charming. And he's a good date. And he's a good kid. And he's a good kisser. Um, hey, I like him. So then, so then, so that, I mean, that, that was a very successful date. And then they go back to the group date, to the rose ceremony, and that's when Kaylin, the nose job, says, I like it when you talk, but I wish you'd let me finish. And then um, the guy who carries around the egg, Shelly, Shelly needs to rest, and then they, they break the egg. And then um, Alejandro says, me as a dad, as a chief in a family. It's just like, so over, that's where we are right now. We, there's still a lot of guys left. They're going to go to Bermuda. Um, but that, like, so at the end of the first three episodes, it's a pretty good, I mean, guys, I know you have to buy the, I know you have to buy the season that it's like 13 bucks on Amazon. But I have to say for me, now granted, I'm alone in a hotel room in Atlanta for, a few months, so I have some. 
I'm a little isolated, so I'm more than happy to sit and watch this. But I think if you're if you're really missing The Bachelor, I think it's worth um, thirteen dollars. I think you get your I think you get your thirteen dollars of entertainment worth. Oh yeah, absolutely. Everybody needs to go buy the season and watch it because we haven't even talked about Doug and Jeff and we have a lot to talk about in these upcoming episodes. So we're, what we're going to do is we're going to release an episode a week for three weeks we're doing and we're, we're, we're going to blast through the season for you guys so you know um, please email us or tweet to us and tell us if you would come to San Francisco the last weekend of January to see our live podcast and if you would for and I think tickets are like 20 or $25 and if you would come who would be most likely to get you there? Like, if you're on the fence, who do you want to see? Are there any girls you want to see from the franchise? By the way, I just did what I pointed out. I don't think I said it out loud, but I noticed on the show that they kept saying girl instead of women. So I'm, my apologies that I just got brainwashed by 2012. If there are any women from The Bachelorette that you would like to see um, um, or what gentlemen you want to see. So, um, Lori, this is so fun. Is there what? So yeah, there's a guy. I'm thrilled for you. I'm so it just gets better too, Arden. I'm so happy for you. It's really fun. I gotta tell you, it's really and it's fun watching something that I'm like I don't know any. I really feel like I'm watching a different country's bachelor because I don't know anything about these guys. Um, Doug is a seems to be a the friends all really liked Doug. Doug has a kid. I don't find Doug sexy, but she seems to really like Doug, and the friends liked Doug. Before we get going, just a little tidbit about Doug. Is there anything you want to leave us with to mull on before oh, we before we okay. watch four through six? All right. Do you want a cliffhanger, or do you want the full story? You, your lady's choice. Okay. So I will. Uh, I will tell you this. Doug has an arrest record. <gasps> For what? For what? <laughs> he uh, assaulted the mother of his children with a weapon. What? Yeah, and shot shot the the, the, the gun into the ground. <gasps> before before this started airing. Yeah, I think I think it was um, yeah several years before. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> it's super bad, and he, you know, so it, Doug is. Um, you know, he's portrayed as a really sweet guy on this uh, show. and But you see, perhaps maybe when he was talking to Kalen, who is a total douche, I acknowledge, that he might have a little bit of uh, underlying anger there. Um, he apparently, I think he was arrested also for petty theft. Oh, um, Doug! He looks just like a fucking insurance salesman. You know what I mean? He looks like he could just, like... Like, he just looks like any, like he could be, like, the, the manager of a Best Buy. Like, duh. Yeah. Yeah. that? That's exciting. And he got, you know, he got the first impression, Rose. And, you know, I think that the, uh, the, the note that he gave Emily, so he had his son write Emily a very sweet note. Yeah. Which was a totally good player move. I'm not sure if it was a good parenting move. Yeah. He, um. He had a very sweet note that he gave to Emily, and he got the first impression rose, and he confronted Kalen, um, you know, confronted Kalen with this idea that that he was putting being a dad on hold, um, and that he asked him if Emily was putting a mom on hold. Oh, God. So, so yeah, so there's a little bit more to Doug than meets the eye. That is so exciting. 
Lori, Lori, are you enjoying going back through this? Has it been fun for you? You know, I am loving it. (laughs) I like to pretend that I am using this time because I can't work out because of the the smoke and the air quality here in the Bay Area. Yeah, yeah. Really, I wouldn't be working out anyway, and I would be watching these episodes. Oh, my God. um, it is thrilling. This is a great season. Oh, my God. I can't emphasize that enough. Oh, my God. Well, Lori, hang on. I'm, when I stop recording, I'm going to talk to you for a second. I just wanted to thank you for going on this journey with me. Thank you for all of our listeners out there. We love you so much. Um, um, tweet to us and let us know if you would come. And this is, we're finding out. You can't say I, I'm not thorough as a host of a Bachelor podcast. I needed to know who this fellow is. And Lori, if you would join me in singing us out, here we go. I gotta, I gotta pull it up. This is me being the engineer. I'm not that great at it, but I'm doing the best that I can. Here we go. Come on. Come on. Oh yeah. Oh, come on. No. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, wait. Take T.O. 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 Okay. Wait. Starting over. Take two. I can't actually hear the music, but I'll just go on with it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm getting up in here tonight. I feel so good. I just got one little question for you, girl. Will you accept this rose? Will you accept this rose into your world? This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, 
There's joy in every journey. 